Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first installment of the podcast, Being Alive, a weekly weirdly podcast from an even weirder boy. Um, the reason for the name of the podcast, Being Alive, is inspired by one of the greatest musicals ever um, written, company, where the um, main character, Bobby, sings a song, Being Alive, which is very similar to our topic of conversation, which you can see from the title is Fair is Foul and Foul is Fair. This is a podcast episode talking about the idea of good and bad and how they're both interchangeable and whether or not good and bad are separate entities or really part of the same thing. So, like I said, this isn't going to be 100% smooth, just real, fresh, authentic, normal, everyday conversation in a set 20-minute podcast episode. So get some headphones on, chill back, relax. Um, today I'm not here alone. I'm with a friend of mine, Lojean. Lojean, say Hello. hi. 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 <laughs> so Lojean's going to be part of the conversation that we're going to be having today. Um, so the conversation topic comes from a really weird episode of The Good Place. If you haven't seen it, please drop everything you're doing and see it. It's such a wonderful show on Netflix, binge watch the entire thing in like three days. It's so good and you have to see it. But um, it's, the, the stimulus of this conversation came from an episode in I think season three or season four, where um, Michael explains to the judge why he thinks the world should be redesigned and the afterlife should be redesigned. And he said that, human beings in system that exists in the good place if you i'm sorry if you haven't seen the show this probably doesn't make sense you should probably watch it first and then come back <laughs> and listen to the rest of this but um he pitches to her that in the world human beings make one choice and, ha- and it has several different other outcomes but they get marked negatively for those other outcomes because they're associated with the action they made so for instance um, he gave the example of a man buying a tomato. Now that seems like a really good choice on the offset because he's making a healthy decision. But what he's also doing is doing things like supporting um, child labor, um, yeah, warming, buying stuff that isn't organic. So he also gets marched down because he's also made all of these negative outcomes. And instead of making one decision, he's ended up making five of the decisions which he doesn't know about. Um, so this idea that good and bad are really interchangeable. So um, I sent the clip to Lojin. Lojin's never seen The Good Place. Um, it's never. such a great show. It's so good though. I'm sure you'll love it. It's such a good show. But when I sent you the clip, what was your like immediate response to it? Lojin. I, I could, you just cut off for a second. <laughs> Struggles of quarantine. <laughs> so, when you saw the part of the episode that I sent you, where Michael is explaining everything to the judge, like immediate thoughts, like what's good, what's bad, are they interchangeable, are they different? Like, what's your immediate initial idea? My initial idea is that the judge is sort of right. Like, you gotta, there's fair trade, you know? Buy fair trade tomatoes if they exist. Those, those are ethical, I guess. And but, yeah, they're very interchangeable. Very. I am. 
I would say, so I pitched this question um, to someone a couple days ago. And I said, if you commit a good action, but it has a bad outcome, or if you commit a bad outcome and it has um, a, good a good outcome, yeah, does, does that action still count as being good or bad even though it had the reverse outcome? So for instance, if I told um, a lie, like a birthday party lie, right? Yeah. So to, to do a surprise. In that instant, like it sounds wrong because the lie, the lie, like, like, yeah, it's a, it's considered a bad action. However, it has a good outcome. So does the lie become less bad, or does it even become good even because it has a good outcome? I don't think it. I don't think the outcome really changes anything, because for me, judging good and bad is from their intention. If you have bad intentions. Mm then you're clearly meaning to do bad even if it ends up being good yeah i guess that's also really true so again another um good place reference um in the show the um when the characters are trying to get points in the afterlife um they do there's one of the, the main character eleanor like does a bunch of really good things but she doesn't get positive points for them because her motivation is wrong. Um, oh, and as soon as yeah. she starts doing, yeah, and as soon as she d- starts doing those good actions for being a good person's sake, then she starts getting points. So it's this whole idea that it kind of exists in your um, intention, really. I think yeah. another really interesting, yeah, another really interesting thing is the whole good and bad context is, so I have the definition of good open in front of me, and it's defined as to be decided or approved but that in itself yeah. is very subjective, I think. Yeah, very. Same, yeah. Same thing with bad is like of poor quality or a low standard. That in itself is very um, subjective. Lojin, remember when I pitched that question, I think it was Friday, and I was asking and I said, um, in a world where everybody was good, um, yeah. what would that world look like and everyone got very angry with me but one of the <laughs> that was a <laughs> but I think one of the points we really got from having that conversation was that good like in that world where everybody only did good things and only good things happened that would be very subjective yeah it's, it's really because, case by case as well mm, for instance taking something like Going back to the whole birthday party scenario. Yeah. It's a textbook everyday life, right? Yeah. H- however, the problem is someone, in someone's mind, they would classify that lie as being good because it has a good outcome and somebody else would say, no, it's all about your motivation and everything. So this idea of good and bad really is very subjective, I think. Yeah. It's, and it's all, really just to do with how the person perceives good and bad mm. yeah and they're like everyone really sees it on different levels yeah yeah i think if you click one on cannot the... one cannot exist without the other mm. <laughs> going back to that whole light and dark favorite line <laughs> i think if you've clicked on the podcast um you'll see that the title for today's fairest file and foulest fair that is a reference to Macbeth, um, a play we that she's um, We love it, honestly. 
GCC English Literature does this to you. But um, <laughs> I think what what the first thing the witches tell us, and I think it's really great, and the reason why the podcast is labeled as this is that A, appearances are deceiving, and also B, like good and bad, in, in especially in the world of Macbeth, are so intertwined all the time. Yeah, there's um, there's never one without the other. Yeah. Um, so I think I was looking about this episode and planning all of it, um, and I was thinking about the episode. Um, and then one argument that put into my head was, well, really, the man, you shouldn't give the man negative points because he's making a decision. But, well, I think the judge said this, but, you know, you're responsible for all outcomes. Yeah. Essentially. I think I'm sort of mixed between the judge and Michael, is that his name? Yeah. Because I guess not everyone would know about a tomato, like being some sort of child labor product or whatever. Nobody Mm. would really know that. Nobody really tells you that because nobody wants to. But then you shouldn't really rely on everyone to tell you what's good and what's bad. Mm. You should really just figure it out. Yeah. See, it's interesting we say this because legally, um, I've got this also pulled out on my laptop here. Um, there is um, a clause that I can't, I can't get it for verbatim, but there's a clause that exists in, um, I think, law, which is um, negligence or ignorance um, doesn't excuse you from punishment. Yeah. So it's exactly funny how that. we're talking about this. Yeah. So it's funny how we're talking about this whole situation, but. That in itself is a really unfair system, I think, if you're marking people on being good and bad. Because sometimes, like in that case, you make any action has so many different outcomes that you don't know about. So for instance, you can walk into Primark and buy I don't know, a, sh- a shirt. shirt. You you by making that decision, for instance, you would have bought a shirt for a present for a family member. That in itself is a good action, right? Yeah. What you've also yeah. What you've, what you've also done in the course of that is that you might have I don't know um, supported child labour or helped contribute to a carbon footprint or the recycling or the packaging isn't recyclable or um, yeah. on your way to buy that you took the bus and because of that you're contributing to CO two emissions and see linked to this one decision to go out and buy a shirt for a family member for a birthday or for a present which is a good action you've made so many bad situations and in the world that um michael and the judge exist in um you get punished for all those bad decisions even though you didn't know about it like for instance i don't i can't remember what it is but a while back i think primark had a like scandal where um and you hear all the time different stores do this where um they'll source materials and then a couple years back it'll be be revealed that they had underage children working in sweatshops or you had people being paid low minimum wage in horrible living conditions and then people all of a sudden are like oh my god this is awful and begin to like stop buying these products and stop supporting these businesses yeah what what they don't know is that by doing all of these good actions and by buying and by supporting the local businesses and by supporting all of these big brands and all of that they are also contributing to bad scenarios but without knowing about it 
But then again, you see child labor, right? A lot of them mm-hmm. go into labor to make money because they're extremely, extremely poor, right? So mm-hmm. then, wouldn't it also be sort of providing them a life source? Because otherwise, they'd just be dumped on the streets to die. Yeah. See, that is true because the other it, it sounds really bad. It sounds really mm-hmm. bad, but it's something that happens. Yeah. Because what we also have here is that other counter-argument about all of this is that, um, well, these are children who are going to die anyway, and you're supporting them. Which in itself, I know it's an awful way of thinking, but because of this whole good ideas and good acts being subjective to every single person, yeah, um, that would see, be seen as a good like act because you're, you're helping these children I don't know, feed their families. But then again, at the same time, it's also bad because these children aren't in school, aren't getting education, aren't getting resources that they'd need ordinarily. Yeah. So then that just, that just kind of dampens the mood really because essentially like, yeah, because the judge says at the end of that whole exchange that your big reveal is life is complicated. And I mean, I think it just, I think, I think for us to live successful lives as human beings, I think if you try your best to do good actions all the time and try and do good actions that most of the time lead to good consequences, then I think that's kind of all right, really. Yeah, even if you don't really do as much good good, then you could just sort of avoid the bad. I think that counts to being mm. good as well. Because it's a conscious yeah, so, decision. Um, yeah. Because going back to this whole idea of like the first point race, good and bad being interchangeable. When we were talking about um, a couple weeks ago, I was having this, this discussion in my RE class. And the discussion we had was um, could you ever, I think if you justify a bad action, does it become like good? almost and this idea is for instance if you were to murder somebody um and the intentions behind that murder were good to save yourself to save the rest of the world does that make you a good or a bad person almost essentially i mean see that that sort of gets me there because i do not condone killing whatsoever yeah because yeah and but then if it's to save the whole world then it's like a war. Nobody really condones wars that much because it's saving other people, even though it's killing mm. others. So yeah. it really, it really annoys me there. I guess. I mean, I guess, pardon? it would be a mix of it. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going back to another good place reference. Oh my god, I love this show so much. The one of the characters, um, Chidiana Gonier. He's an ethics professor and he's teaching all of these people um, about ethics. And he pitches a question, the trolley problem. And the trolley problem, I think we've all heard this before. It's a simple, wow, if you're driving a train and, or a trolley and it's like, um, would you kill five people or one person? Oh, yeah. Or one person being someone you love. That I think is possibly one of the like most difficult questions because 
that, I think that question really shows that good and bad are like very interchangeable here because it's like going back to Michael's whole defense in The Good Place, you've made a single choice, which would be, I don't know, to save a life, yeah. to save five lives. But as a result of that, you have several different outcomes. In this outcome, in this situation, and in this scenario, the outcome is keep some, someone is going to die. But um, you become, yeah. pardon? And you become accountable for those other people's deaths, even though that was not the motivation behind your action. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't think anyone could ever answer that successfully or come up with a solution because you know a life can't be weighed you can't put a price on life mm. i mean that very that controversial. is very controversial we love this scandals all the way around and i think <laughs> what's also <laughs> i think what's also really good here is understanding this idea of like a moral compass and having like a very strong moral compass grounded in within yourself because yeah. the idea is we, we live in an age at the moment where not only do we have to battle with our own moral purposes and our own ideas of good and bad and our own morals and our own ethics we have to deal with other people's ethics all the time um, and yeah. mediums such as social media have provided that all the time in the sense where like if you were to post a photo about I don't know eating a steak for you'd get so much backlash for instance there'd be the argument that oh it's not organic be like is like unhealthy yeah or yeah save the animals or oh my god carbon emissions or like you shouldn't be taking photos of food but it's like you there's so many different versions of what's real and what's good and bad and the problem is now we're at an age where like I have these conversations with people who are slightly older all the time. And one thing that they say is that the thing that separates them from us, one of the big defining factors is that for them, if they committed an action and they didn't want to hear about someone's someone's opinion, then you would have to end the conversation or you would have to have the phone up or you just remove yourself from that situation. Whereas yeah. now, people want to listen to you. And when want you to accept their versions of right and wrong all the time. Um, and that in itself, I think, is like very problematic. Because. Yeah, see, the, whole, the judge was right. Oh my God. Life is judge. complicated. It is complicated. Life is hard. <laughs> Literally, going to the name of this podcast, being alive. Being alive is complicated and is hard. <laughs> Because I just Googled the definition of moral compass and what pops up is um, a person's ability to judge what is right and wrong and act accordingly. Very simple. But I think everyone has a basic one. Yeah. But what also happens is if you begin to accept other people's morals and ethics and ideas and their own versions of right and wrong, then I don't know, this is just a question. Would you have a compromised moral compass because the ideas and ethics you're working on aren't solely your own, are they? Because you're then adopting somebody else's beliefs of right and wrong. I don't think they'll ever be your own. You're always influenced by other people. That's a human 
that's something humans do, you know? Mm. Yeah. You're sort of take in what other people say and just make it your own. Magpie. That's what it's called. Mm. I, mean, I feel like you could never really have your own moral compass. Yeah. There's a saying that I used to get told all the time in primary school. Oh, sometimes it just it, it um <laughs> oh it's like something along the lines of like copying is like the best compliment. What is it? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's getting to me. One sec. What what is it? Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, imitation is on. imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. That's what it is. Yeah. I used to get my artworks copied all the time. It used to be <laughs> photocopied to other students. And it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's a cover-up we tell children all the time. It's like, yay. Wow. Someone thinks your work is amazing. And it's like, really, no, they're just copying me. Like, I like no, I think no one, no one ever copies someone thinking, oh my God, I want that. Like, I don't think that's the reason yeah. for that or the basis about it. And then again, people say, be yourself. Mm. You're just being me right now. Yeah, and I think, and I think that that's, that's the whole, that's, that's why this whole conversation about good and bad becomes really complicated. Because when you have things like, be yourself, it's like, well, if I'm myself with my own moral compass and I'm going to live by that, there are going to be people who disagree with that day in, day out. There's going to be people who disagree with everything. Yeah, and life is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but but they're just gonna be people who disagree with everything. And yeah. the judge is right. Life life is hard. Life is life is complicated. Like again, sorry, musical theatre nerd. There's a rap if you've seen Wicked, then you know where I'm going with this. So at the end of Wicked, oh. the main the main character Alphabet sings a song. Um and one and the opening lyric and the name of the song actually is No Good Deed Goes Unpunished. Yeah. Mm. Which I think in itself is like a whole other discussion here. Because <laughs> I mean lots of people would then commit commit good and bad because of this idea of being rewarded almost. Yeah. But but that's if you're not why you're good, supposed to do it. I know. That's the wrong because because this idea is, if you're not doing good selflessly, then it kind of loses meaning in a way, almost. I want to say that. See, that's, that's why I'm saying everyone has a sort of basic moral compass where they believe, oh yeah, I'm doing good, I'm going to get something out of it, so I might as well. And then there's other people who are selfless to the point of like, whoa, you're mm. amazing, you know? And then there's some people who have a very different compass yeah mm. extremely different because i mean in the science we're always talking about someone having a strong moral compass or a weak moral compass that in itself yeah. if your versions of good and bad are very subjective what on earth does that even mean exactly it's just very altered mm. because it's like if i've created this situation where i feel like i'm doing good completely contrary to the world in which you live in then in all fairness see this is why i have all... sympathy with psychopaths 
they just have because listen one in a hundred people in the world are psychopaths that's a lot of people right Mm. some people act on it some people don't the the main factor is they just have a and it's it's not that weird is it it's just like yeah if you're gonna judge if you're gonna judge them judge yourself as well you don't know if what you're doing is actually good or actually bad you're just doing what makes you feel good mm. and that could be killing someone I think this... <laughs> <laughs> again fair is foul and foul is fair exactly I think I think what's so so this whole this whole situation reminds me of you know that saying again going back to like primary school where we get told that every grey cloud has a silver silver lining yeah has a silver lining I mean so I mean a cloud in itself covering it I mean that's like the epitome of bad is good and good is bad I think yeah it gets to that point where it's like clouds are like oh my god you're ruining the sun and everything but then it has a silver lining the fact that every bad outcome can have sorry every bad action can have a good outcome but then again and it's heavily subjective what's what's wrong with grey clouds you know sometimes the sun is gonna Mm. parch your land completely and you need rain grey clouds mean rain free the clouds yeah stop discriminating I mean I think, at the end of the day, if you're a good person with good morals and you strive to do the best thing every day, then I think you're in for a great time and a great ride in the whole like being alive situation. Yeah. Because it, it, it's difficult. As long as you don't have to think about it. If you do something good, well, you perceive to be good and you don't even think about it. Mm. That's when you know you're a good person. Well, at least then at that time because I don't know what else you've done yeah I, mean, I guess yeah so I think to summarize it's really about doing what you think is right all the time within reason yeah <laughs> don't like kill a child <laughs> or something because you think it's right but like try and do morally or like generally good things because then you'll have most of the time very good results. Got to research everything. And therefore, mm, big brands especially. Before you buy that tomato, come on, make sure you Google it. Before you buy that Gucci, make sure you Google it. Because mm. big brands 100%. especially, yeah, 100%. they get caught in a lot of scandals, like racism. Mm. You know, you just gotta yeah. know. But then again. But then again, you have this situation where, um, so again, going back to our RE discussions that we have in class, I think one thing that we, one of the first things we picked up when we started looking at the idea of good people was that um, being good, like you, I don't think you can ever meet a human being on the planet who's solely good. Never. I just don't think They're someone not good exists. Anymore. In the same way, yeah, in the same way, you can't meet someone completely person, bad solely but i just don't think it's like possible yeah regardless of how many people they've killed or whatever Mm. so when people ask me the question oh would you go back if you went back in time would you kill hitler or not i 
then it's it's a very touchy subject it's very hard but then i always say no because i don't know what good he's done for other people and that might have saved Mm. the entire world you know you never know yeah because i'm sure at the time he was being alive there were it was yeah, I'm sure at the time that he was being alive, there must have been people who were like, oh my God, I absolutely stand. Um, which yeah. now we like, absolutely can't stand him. But I'm sure that Same there would have the been future. people, he would have been surrounded, who would have surrounded him, who would have thought that he's like the next big thing. Yeah, the same for us, you know? Mm. In like a couple decades, people are just going to be like, oh, they're so bad. What were they doing? At least I hope not. And I think this whole thing opens up another conversation where it's like, I think now, this might be a reach, but now I think it's slightly easier to do more bad than there is good. Because for instance, I know for instance, if you bought, I don't know, a sandwich from a prep or something wrapped in plastic, it's like, oh, you bought a sandwich that's free supports a local business or from local sandwich shop and they gave you like a coffee or something and it's not like no like it was fine. Now the higher like an, Yeah. The higher you go. Yeah. The more you will fall, you know? Mm-hmm. Because now now there's like an increase in information. So like a couple big years increase. ago. I know, because a couple years ago, um, if you bought, I don't know, like for instance, a sandwich wrapped in plastic, it would have been seen as like a good, perhaps even neutral thing, like no one would care. Now, yeah, that's a whole other world of scrutiny. It's because we're not as ignorant. Hmm. I guess it's also because we have a, a lot more things that we could do yeah. a lot more bad. Because we mm. didn't used to have plastic. We didn't even know of the existence of coal and stuff, you know? We used to just yeah. live like normal animals i think i don't know i don't know pre-civilization yeah oh my god life is complicated the good days i I think i think that the best way we can solve this whole good and bad complex is i think if if i was in the good place hypothetically in season four and i was with michael talking to the judge i would the best thing is i think you should then just give good points based on the intention of the action and yeah. just solely judge human beings by them striving to be good and if it happens to have bad outcomes that they are not knowledgeable about then leave them be yeah we've got to make sure the- they're not knowledgeable about it N- yeah. knowledgeable instead of just being completely ignorant because they're completely yeah. different things because i mean what would also happen is if the world worked the way um it works in the world of the good place then very few people would really go out and do things because we'd spend like for instance i don't know going to the shop to buy something i'm doing a lot of going to the you... shops and buying things what's wrong with me i'm supposed to be inside <laughs> but in this instance where someone would go out to the shop and buy something that would probably cause like that would probably cause them to have probably two or three days of hard thinking and deliberation yeah writing out a massive table of pros and cons i think that's really stressful and like even simple things like making a cup of tea 
would cause you to like have an absolute meltdown because there's just so many outcomes that would come from doing something like that you've got to spot the right places you know because mm. i watched yeah. i watched the show just earlier before and it was like about hair extensions i think and it's mm-hmm. like a lot of hair extensions are taken immorally and they're taken yeah. from like crappy places you know and they're sort mm-hmm. of um what do you call it you find it from cows and stuff or something yeah stuff with long hair or something and then they're very very bad and they sort of they're just extremely bad and they're really unethical and then Mm -hmm. this lady went on a lovely little trip thing and she went all around i'm not sure where it was i think it was bangladesh maybe and she found this guy selling very ethical very clean good hair extensions which he pays people like a month's wages for yeah a month's wages for a couple bits of hair you know that's really good for them mm. and it was only around 30 quid for, for like a hair as long as mine down to my knees you know She's that really surprised me <laughs> and it's sort yeah. of like they went out of their way to find the good stuff yeah to find the good people mm-hmm. and they found that person and now they only get their stuff from him and they're spreading it around so that people only get their stuff from him to stop them from unethically producing hair i mean essentially which people he's... use for like hair loss and stuff you don't mm. want really bad hair the hair that you've yeah. lost yeah i think essentially he should have, he's literally just done what the judge was posing to Michael today. Just research before you buy the tomato, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Fair trade. That's a good one. Mm. We love fair trade bananas. You know, guys, I think one thing that I think we should all take away from today's episode is that, you know, life is hard. <laughs> I keep, we keep saying this because <laughs> it really is. Life is very complicated. Life is complicated. It's hard to struggle. Being alive is difficult, but I think one of the best things you can do is to always aim to have a conversation. And I think we're all at home, all under quarantine. We're surrounded by friends. So not friends. You should not be surrounded by friends. (laughs) Surrounded by family (laughs) and loved ones. And now you have the time to connect and like whether it's house partying or Zooming or FaceTiming, like friends and family people you love just talk this is the best this is like nobody can come and hurt you the best thing you can always do is to just always strive to have conversation because even if it isn't productive always hearing what someone else has to bring to the table what someone else has to say will ultimately shift your um perspective on things and i think that's really teaches you a lot about them as well yeah and you have two or three weeks at home. Um, actually, you know, a couple months at home on, on, on the, oh my God, I'm ditching, under lockdown. <laughs> this is the, <laughs> this is the perfect situation for us to have and for us to stimulate conversations. And if you listen, and I mean, if it's hard for you to stimulate comments, I think this episode would be a great starting point 
you know, to generate and stimulate a conversation. That's one of the main reasons we we, we started this. It's, this. it's this idea of debunking myths and having a chat and having a conversation and really like exploring your own ideas almost because the world wouldn't work if we all thought the same. So I think if there's one thing that we'd love for you to take away is go home, you know, you are home, <laughs> take your headphones off, <laughs> sit with family. I'm literally not in quarantine mode, it's so awful. Sit with family. Judge. And just, I'm 100%, I, would, I wish I could high five you. But, um, and just generate conversation. It's harmless, it's free. And, it, and it's like, for those of you who are bored, it's entertaining. Yeah. So, we're about to sign off here, guys. But just to say, thank you, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of uh, the first installment of the Being Alive podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to us. Um, just have a conversation, really, about good and bad. This is episode one, fairest foul and foulest fair. And hopefully, we'd love to see you um, next week when we have another conversation um, on the Being Alive podcast. Um, stay safe. Wash your hands, please. Wash your hands. Have conversations. Try and do good things. Bye, Wish bye. Outcomes. Yeah, bye, guys. Hopefully see you next week for more stimulating conversation on the Being Alive podcast. Thanks. Thank you.